Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. And now, your host, Art Young. There's a new surgeon at Texas Back Institute, and he's joining us this time on Spine Talk. Hi, I'm Art Young, and with us today is Aquasi Boa. Welcome, Dr. Boa. Thank you very much. Thank you. Glad to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up, and how did you get to Texas Back Institute in in Dallas, Texas? Um, So how did I get to Texas Back? Um, I took American Airlines. I'm just kidding. So (laughs) I grew up... uh, I was born in Brooklyn. I was born at the major like teaching institution institution in Brooklyn. That's uh, SUNY Downstate, and I'm a first uh, generation Ghanaian American. And I was raised, uh, you know, by my parents. My father's a pediatrician, and uh, my mother at the time was a nurse, and uh, then became a uh, an entrepreneur. So I spent a lot of my time with uh, with my folks in Brooklyn and also in Long Island, where our home was, and. Uh, you know, I did high school in New York, did uh, undergraduate studies at St. Joseph's in Philadelphia. And looking uh, looking back, you know, actually, I looked um, pretty much in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, maybe Pennsylvania a little bit for uh, medical school. But the only place I wound up um, being immediately accepted to was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I thought that was in a farm somewhere on another planet, but I went and I had probably the, you know, probably one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And from there, I went on to train back home uh, at NYU and uh, did fellowship also in the Northeast at Hopkins. And I actually have a family member who was in town in Dallas who never went back to New York. And I said I had to, you know, at least check the place out. And I came down to Texas back and it was actually just it was fantastic a wonderful fit with uh you know internationally renowned surgeons and you know amongst the uh spine world the spine universe if you will a very well known and uh established entity so it was simple arithmetic once i was here and uh you know i hope uh as they say the rest will be history I bet it will. Your specialty is neurosurgery. Tell us the difference between orthopedic surgery and neurosurgery. Um, well, you know, aside aside from the obvious things that people typically will focus on, you know, as far as what conditions we treat, um, I think those are the, some of the things I don't need to mention. Some of the things that should be mentioned um, are, you know, just like any discipline, any profession, you know, neurosurgery versus orthopedics kind of attracts um, a different individual, uh, a different personality, and a different set of uh, ideas, if you will. And, you know, much of our overlap, you know, is in spine, but we also overlap with, you know, peripheral nerves and, and uh, you know, some of the tumors that we take care of when we collaborate. And I think the main fundamental difference is is the approach to uh, surgical medicine, if you will. In neurosurgery, um, and one of the best metaphors that I can use is, uh, you know, when, when I was uh, 
doing my infolded fellowship. You know, this was a time during uh, when Hurricane Sandy hit New York City, and we actually uh, spent a lot of time with the orthopedic spine surgeons at our institution. And I'll never forget one of the first things they did was laugh at us when we scrubbed in with them because we were wearing our operating loops. And I could not understand what the, uh, the laughter, what the jokes were about. And it kind of hit me, you know, months down the line after the experience that the fundamental difference really is the approach. And it was something as simple uh, as simply illustrated as when we scrub into a case, what we're looking at. I think in neurosurgery, our, our focus is always so small, so finite, and we're so anal retentive about such <laughs> small things. You know, a lot of times we use, you know, a microscope and we're operating in a field that's basically the size of, I don't know, maybe a silver dollar, sometimes a quarter um, for certain issues, and it kind of is reflective of the field in general extremely hung up over small uh, details sometimes, sometimes for good and then sometimes for bad. And in orthopedics, I think it's the exact opposite. You know, it's a field that, you know, we kind of admire as well because principles of biomechanics, the big picture, principles of arthrodesis um, are very well understood. And I think you know, the the different outlook is something that makes, you know, uh, our fusion together something that's, you know, only to, to, the, to the benefit of the, the patients that will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So now what, now what made you decide to focus on neurosurgery rather than orthosurgery? A, f- a few things. I, I, I really enjoyed, I loved neuroanatomy in, in medical school. I loved it. I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. You know, like seeing Dr. J, Michael Jordan dunk a basketball from the foul line, that kind of cool. It was that Mm kind of cool for me. And, you know, correlating that um, with, you know, things that you can actually see and change inside the operating room. I, I, you know, my uh, first experiences in the OR were at Grady Memorial in Atlanta. And, you know, I was, you know, one of several medical students. We were doing general surgery, looking at bowels. And I'm, you know, I'm at the, you know, the back of the room, like, what is going on here? Like, oh, my goodness. But right next door, uh, there was a uh, an OR dedicated to the neurosurgery team from Emory. And I forgot which days it was. I believe it was probably like Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesday and Thursdays. But there was a gentleman uh, named Sanjay Gupta from CNN. Who used to we know him. There. Yeah. And I used to say, oh, my gosh, you are a neurosurgeon. Oh, my gosh, you're doing, doing surgery. And he one day allowed me to just simply walk in and see what they were doing. Um, and there was another surgeon there named Odette Harris. It was the same story. And I expected them to be <laughs> not welcoming, and it was exactly the opposite. <laughs> I mean, I had never seen an MRI before. There was a myriad of MRIs on the wall. I didn't understand why they had to put everything up on the wall, you know, and look at them while they were doing the the surgeries. But they just taught me 
so much and were so welcoming, and it kind of fit, you know, some of the structures that I learned in neuroanatomy were, you know, pretty much on display for me to see in real life. And from them, from those first experiences, you know, I was hooked, and and here we are. That's a great story. That's a great story. You know. I know a little bit of, about a lot of things, Dr. Boa, and, uh, but a tiny bit. And one of the things that I've read a lot about is neuroplasticity. And that, as you know, is a, where the brain attempts to rewire itself after an injury or a disease or you know, something that happens to the brain. Now, is this neuroplasticity something you take into consideration when planning surgery on the brain or on the postoperative rehabilitation, or is that something you consider? I think... Um, neuroplasticity, it's a universe unto, unto its own. We actually, and that's, I, for me, that's one of the things that makes neurosurgery, anatomy of the central nervous system, and more importantly, function of the central nervous system so cool, so fascinating. There's so much more that we need to know about it. And neuroplasticity, whether or not it's at the tip of any neurosurgeon's tongue it's something that we're always thinking about and the reason why is because you know in in basic neuroanatomy as you break it down as you realize a lot of the crossing fibers um you know commissures if you will a lot of the brain is redundant a lot of it how much we don't exactly know but we know that a lot of the information which is stored in various areas is protected and it's stored in, in many different places in the brain. We, we, I mean, one great example uh, is speech. And there were some great papers that came out, you know, over the past two decades uh, within the field that basically said, you know, one of the most important functions that we have, which is speech, it's really not mapped out to where you think it is in the brain, right? We typically assign these characteristic numbers, which are associated, they're called Broadman's numbers, they're associated with specific locations in the brain. But as you know, human beings are not textbooks. They're human beings. And when, you, when people actually mapped out speech in, in several individuals, right-handed, left-handed, what we found is that's actually not where you think it is. And it's actually stored in many different places. And this is true for many different functions in the brain. So neuroplasticity is something that's really important because if we're able to gain a little more, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm, we're not there yet as far as gaining a, a, a lot more, but even a little more understanding about how the central nervous system, particularly the brain, um, and, and even more so now the spinal cord uh, with spinal cord injury, how they're able to regenerate uh, neurons in particular, if we're able to figure out a little bit more, which we're working on, I think we're, you know, I would say, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years away from a really monumental discovery, I think neuroplasticity will actually be a uh, standard of care within, you know, neurosurgery and within orth orthopedic, surg orthopedic surgery. We're, we're getting there. So, and, and as far as, you know, Rehab, rehabilitation goes, this is a fundamental concept. You know, the, the term use it or lose it is really important. I mean, 
there has to be, and we know, there has to be something that accounts for one's ability postoperatively, whether it's a craniotomy, resection of an intramedullary spinal cord tumor, what have you. There has to be something that accounts for your ability to regain function that you temporarily lose just by repetitive activities and uh, stimulation. And I think that's where this key concept comes in. So the synergistic, you know, efforts of spine surgeons alike, neurosurgeons, that basically kind of, you know, hone their efforts into figuring this this key concept out just a little bit further. I think it's I think we're gonna we're gonna really make a difference in postoperative care, namely uh, patients with brain tumors and uh, patients with spinal cord injury. We really, really, really are learning a lot from children who who have central nervous systems who have the greatest uh, neuroplasticity. But we are we're getting very close. We've been joined by a new member of the Texas Back Institute surgical team. Dr. Boa, thank you so much for being here, and best of luck with your new position. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. For Spine Talk, I'm Art Young, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>